2: Hi, everyone, and welcome to NASCAR America Motormouse. We apologize for the technical difficulties there. We will show you the cut line feature from the Kansas Speedway coming up in a bit. Marty Snyder, Kyle Petty, the Hall of Famer, Dale Jarrett, joining you here today. Coming up in a little bit, Kurt Busch will join us here on Motor Mouse today. We'll also unveil the Comcast Community Champion Awards. That's coming up later in the show today. We'll reveal the finalists for those awards in 2021. Of course, we want to hear from you guys as well. A44 NASCAR NBC so that what that feature would have shown us DJ was a lot of chaos for the playoff drivers at the Kansas Speedway. So yep. kind of give me your biggest takeaway from Kansas this past weekend as we head into Martinsville this week, next to last race of the year. Well, first off, I thought I'd done everything right on that cut line piece of getting <laughs> set up. And obviously, they shouldn't
3: put we'll, things we'll in mind later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Biggest takeaway is the man that's in charge of this series and of this championship, Kyle Larson. Um, continues to impress. I, I know that Phoenix is going to be a completely different racetrack. Uh, but he has shown me that he is ready and willing and able to compete on any track that they put him on. He's got great equipment, uh, but he's also got three teammates that have great equipment yeah. and he races against a lot of people that have great equipment. Uh, this is just seems to be his time. He's getting the job done. Um, and, and he was ready for every scenario. Even when his car wasn't the best, he fell back. He did scrape the wall a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the first thing that we saw go wrong with him, (laughs) but he rebounded from that and got himself back to the front, and uh, he's just been amazing and fun to watch, and uh, the championship's going through him if you're going to plan on winning it at Phoenix.
2: I agree. He had to work for this one. This one wasn't as clean-cut as Texas anywhere close to that. He had to work for this one and did not lead for a lot of this race. So, Kyle, what was
4: your big takeaway from Kansas? You know, I think, as Joy Logano said it after the race, is I know that Kyle Larson has a lot of fans, but as Joey said, the other seven guys are trying to give it to Kyle Larson, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, just by mistakes, yeah. just, just by – they continue to make mistakes, whether it's getting in the wall, whether it's loose wheels, whether it's speeding on pit road. And I'm not just talking about it, Kansas. I'm talking about collectively the, the eight previous races that we've run in these playoffs. All these competitors continue to give Kyle Larson points, to give Kyle Larson a leg up, to give Kyle Larson confidence. And, and let me tell you something. You're not going to take it back with two races to go. He's got it now. Like Dale said, you've got to go through him. And can some of that come from the fact
3: of them knowing how good Kyle Larson and this great race point. team are so you press a little bit more, mm, and then all point. of a sudden uh, with that pressure comes more mistakes? Yeah.
2: So other than Kyle Larson, what's been the number one topic of the playoffs? Playoff drivers versus non-playoff drivers? Because <laughs> we have some non-playoff drivers that have been so quick when you look at what you know, Tyler Reddick's been doing and certainly William Byron, probably yeah. the best among them. There was again an issue on the racetrack, DJ, Ryan Blaney and Austin Dillon. A little contact on the racetrack. So does Ryan Blaney have a legitimate beef with Austin Dillon?
3: Well, I mean, it is racing, and things are going to happen. And th- there was nothing intentional about this. matter of fact, Austin Dillon wished he had not lost control of his yeah. car. And, yeah. you know, I know he feels badly about getting up into Ryan Blaney and, and creating an incident there, but it is still racing. And, again, we, we can't have everything the way that – Everybody wants it because if you're in love with the fact, and we talk about this all the time, that the thing that sets the playoffs apart in NASCAR is the fact that everybody else continues to be involved. Well, if everybody else continues to be involved, things are going to happen. You know, these people are racing hard, and when you're racing hard, things are going to happen. So Blaney can be upset, and he should be upset that 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 happened, but that's just one of those things in racing that you're at the wrong place at the wrong time.
4: Yeah, and and listen... this is—I don't know why we're talking about it, and why fans continue to talk about it. And, and, <laughs> okay. And, no, and I, I don't because it's been this since it's been this way since 1949. I think it's I, more prevalent you know, this year. No, 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 no. Well, it's more prevalent because you got so many cars that run the same yes, speed and right. so many good drivers. Okay. But since 1949, guys that didn't have a snowball's chance in Hades of winning the championship are on the on the racetrack with those guys. Two races ago, three races ago, ten races ago, that are racing for points. Now it's a playoff, so you get eliminated. So we look at it a lot different. But I mean, listen, when I when I started in 1979, um, yep, 1979, people, <laughs> 1979. <laughs> so was, we, we go to we go to Ontario, and my dad, my dad, and and um, Daryl. It comes down to the last race of the '79 season. Mm. I'm the Richard Petty blocker. And then they had, they, they had a, a bald one. Some, kid, some guy from California, Dagard took an extra car. So mm. each guy had it, their own. So we were there, quite possibly, to influence the outcome of the race, okay. if that's what it took. But my point is, you've had non, non-championship drivers who have influenced races always, always. We're seeing it this year because... These guys are so good, man. So good and so competitive. Yeah, really good point. The competition. Yeah, yeah. yeah Is that
3: and, and you know it doesn't have to be. They can affect the race in many different yeah. ways. You can tell. You know, we don't talk about someone uh, having an issue, a tire issue, yeah. or getting into the wall to create a caution that benefits someone uh, and hurts someone else in that. So it's not just the contact yeah. uh, because you're racing hard, and and I think drivers expect that a little bit more. Yeah.
2: All right, let's check out the Cup Series playoff standings as we head into Martinsville this weekend. So, Brad Kozlowski told me on Pitt Road, Kyle, it's six guys for one spot. Do you agree with that assessment?
4: Yeah, you know, I kind of agree with that. Um, you know, Joey obviously made up a lot of ground, but if we put Blaney back where he should have been, if, the, if we, yeah, we didn't have that accident, where then, it was. then it's four guys headed to Phoenix before we even run Martinsville, mm. it seemed like, almost, because that's where, as they run now... As they run now, that's the way the points were. But, yes, you've got those guys, and they can flip-flop. Listen, that's one stage, and those numbers are flipped.
2: All right, let's check your work, DJ. Cut line feature ready to go. Let's see how the the, playoffs leaderboard wound up in this spot and how good DJ was as an editor.
0: Pivotal race seven drivers still have their championship hopes alive, but not secure today A win in Kansas takes him one step closer to realizing and accomplishing that goal
5: I definitely think it's pile on the points. I mean do all you can to get good stage points try to finish well Obviously try to win the race. I mean that's that's the main goal But you get down to the round eight the stages are very important Starting to keep an eye on the wind and uh, let
0: Kyle know
6: periodically if it's uh, changed direction at all. Forecast is for switch, more of
0: a crosswind. See, Mopo's wind It's pretty strong from one to three here to start. Definitely got a three if you get up here. Now the field in the hands of Kyle Larson. 12 of Ryan Blaney on the inside. We're racing in Kansas. I thought
5: it was going to go rough, but not that bad. Um, just could not get the right rear feel in the racetrack on entry and exit. Spinning out on the extremities. And and off. Especially with the way the wind
0: direction was, there, um, just super, super loose off of turn two all day. Ah, Bush in
5: trouble. This tail now. This is f-
6: destroyed. Looter right front out here. So now one of the championship contenders who is riding that cut line coming into today, Kyle Busch on pit row with a lot of damage to fix. Got in the wall the first time, that was gonna be manageable, but then the second time it just killed it.
3: More issues for Kyle Busch. Look at the right side of this race car, he just come off of turn four and hit the wall.
2: I'm in the wall. On the back straightaway
4: between Truex X and the two car.
2: And I got loose there. We were in the race and I checked up, had it saved, and Martin had a big run and I, nothing he could do. He just got in the back of me and sure hurt heard his day too. So, being two down with 105 laps to go, we're out of options. Got back to one
1: lap now, I got the Lucky Dog spot, picked up a big piece of debris on the grill, had to fit under green again and give it all back up. I don't know,
2: maybe I'm blowing up because it just took off for no reason. A moment ago, Brad Keselowski came to pit road. He was sitting in the free pass position, but the temperature on the two-car shot up to 20 over optimal. They had some debris on there. It's the caution that Keselowski needed. A moment ago, Ryan Newman spinning on the racetrack. Oh, that'll make Keselowski sick. Gave up an opportunity to put a bunch of points on the board and make it next week a lot easier, but still in it for sure.
7: Martin Jr. You, smoke coming up the, the right
0: side. Going down It'll be hard to not go one or two laps down right here. It's a long day. I mean, you know, you just um, you never quit fighting in these things. And you just, all you can do is the best you can do, right? So uh, just kept working on it, um, kept making adjustments, just kept trying to do what we could. Luckily, we were able to get on the lead lap and then just battle from there. Now the caution comes out. 38 of Alfredo. Hey, big
6: winner on that, guys, Martin Truex Jr. He took the wave
0: around. That's going to put him back in the lead lap. I'd like to see what it has done without that damage. It was pretty fast before that. We're still in it. We're still fighting and uh, look forward to next weekend.
3: Oh Ryan down. Blaney up
6: the racetrack. He was running fourth. Gonna give up stage points right here. Call oh, hey, right Pit I got no turn now. No speed, no grip. Ryan Blaney's in the wall. Austin Dillon and no, Ryan Blaney. The wall behind. Still
0: green. Ryan Blaney coming in, was above the cut line. Now stuck against the wall. The caution has come out. Bring it to me, let me see it. This wasn't nice and
6: controlled passing-first situation. This was awesome, Dylan. trying not to back his car into the wall. What this falls under, Rick, is the playoff drivers on track with the non-playoff drivers. That's a NASCAR signature, right? It's not that teams are eliminated, you don't show up anymore. So that's the challenge, I think, of these playoffs. If you have to continue to race with a full field of cars. All right, we're done. Can you drive it back? I can drive to the garage. Take it across. the garage. So many of the playoff drivers had issues, but this is the biggest of all of them. He's going to lose easily another 20 points. You just have to get those points at the end of stage one, the end of stage two, because Blaney, even with this accident, would have had more of a cushion.
0: Round of eight, eight of the best drivers in NASCAR. He has put it on him. He wins again. Larson wins at Kansas. For you, Mr. H, for you and all the teammates that
6: One more shot to, to do it. It's uh, it's crazy watching this thing. They're trying to give it away, it seems like. Everybody's
4: never seen so many issues in this round. So, yeah, it seems like uh, survival was the key in, in this round so far. But uh, for us, is still going to have to win.
2: So that's how it all went down at Kansas. There's Joey Logano saying exactly what you yep. said earlier, Kyle, saying they're trying to give it to Kyle Larson. Let's go to the phones real quick. Carl is on the line. Now, Carl, what's on your mind this evening?
5: Well, before I get to my question, I'd like to say, NASCAR Nation, Kyle Petty has wrote a book, it's <laughs> Swerve or Die.
4: Oh. You can pre-order
5: it on any media on his platform. Go and pre-order. that's my man right there. It is going to be a great read. So go out and pre-order Swerve or Die today. With that being said. Um, uh, Joey Logano, you just spoke of it. We know what he'll do at Martinsville, and he did cut that point speed in half. He –
8: I just – I like Logano. You guys talk about experience. Is that – can
7: he get in this championship four? Uh,
4: You know, I'll I'll say by himself, no. Hmm. You know, as good as he is, as good as that team has performed at Martinsville – he's got to go through, okay? He's got to go through seven guys, seven of the best that are left, plus William Byron, plus Tyler Raddick. That's plus, plus, plus. We can plus this to death, and that's tough to do. Um, Listen, if anybody can do it, he can do it. I mean, because we've seen what he's willing to do to win races and how tough a competitor he is. But golly, man, if we do, I'll say this, if we do, Joey Logano goes straight from Martinsville to the Hall of Fame.
8: Okay. (laughs) Okay. That's a big
4: leap. That's how huge a leap that would be. I I think for him to go there and win, that's how huge a leap that would be for me. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's a tall order, no doubt. Uh, If they'd been performing better, I think you could say, wow. But... You know, this is a completely different racetrack. And and so nothing that you've done anywhere else really makes any difference. And we know what his record is there and and watched him perform at such a high level. And this is a short track where your skills can get you a lot more than what your race car can uh, if you get yourself in that right position. So, um, you know, I, I look... At Kansas last week, if they would have just had a little better race car mm-hmm. to gather a few more stage points and get a better finish at the end, heck, he would be within shouting distance crazy. of being able to point his crazy. way through there. Yeah.
2: Uh, but,
4: Which is incredible to think. Yeah. Which is crazy. From where to he think. was. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. yeah. Here, here's what I want to know. I want to I want to ask y'all this question. And and we talked about that group mm-hmm. all within what there's five guys within six points or whatever it is. Yep. You know, right yep. in there. We know what Joey did to win last year. What do you think these guys are going to do for two points? Oh, it's going to be crazy. You I mean, yes. you know I mean? That's, that's the thing for me is how aggressive yeah. is that group of drivers going to be for a point?
2: It's the biggest points race we've maybe ever seen. Crazy. I mean, and crazy. at a racetrack where you can, by the way, move a guy out of the way yes, if he needs easily, points, yeah, too. It, it, that's right. And you can make it look like it wasn't intentional yeah. in any sure, fashion. Sure, you won't make him too mad. Yeah. But, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. When oh, Denny moved Chase that year, it didn't look intentional. <laughs> oh, my that. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I think it looked pretty intentional Chase and also I'm Chase Elliott Nation. I'm, um, sorry. I'm um, sorry. Hey, sorry. when we come back, Kurt <laughs> Bush is going to join us here on Motor Mouse. We'll talk about next year. about right, wrapping up the 2021 season as well with Kurt. When we come back on Motor Mouse. that's Kurt hanging out. Love the backdrop, man. Welcome back to NASCAR America Motor Mouse. Let's get right to Kurt Busch, who's hanging out with us here this evening. How you doing, man? Final couple races with Chip Ganassi Racing. So what's kind of the sentiment around the shop as
5: they kind of close out their tenure in NASCAR? Hey, guys, doing good. And uh, it's been a good vibe around the shop. You know, I, I tried to rally everybody as soon as I found out the news. And then we got a win at Atlanta to guarantee us a playoff berth. And I told him, I go, these things are valuable to be in the playoffs and to have our team closing down. We got to just stick together right now and do the best we can with just these weeks in front of us. Try not to get too far out into the future on what's going on next year. So everybody's rallied. Matt McCall's done an incredible job. And uh, we've been in the mix. It's been fun uh, to be in the mix this late in the year with not being eligible for the championship, but still running for a top 10 overall. Hey, listen, you know, and you, you said it. You have been
4: in the mix, man. And, and it has been impressive to watch because I think everybody thought, you know, oh, it's, it's a lame duck team. These guys are all going to the four corners of the world. Uh, they just won't compete. You guys showed what every one of you are made of. And, and that is, that's a tip of the hat to you, uh, to Ross, to that, that entire organization. So here's my question. The next two races, Martinsville um, and, and Phoenix, can you – can you send Chip Ganassi out on a high note for those guys and as a spoiler for everybody else?
5: Well, I appreciate the kind words, Kyle. I mean, we're going to do our best. I think we've been better, though, on the, um, the lower horsepower, high downforce package. We haven't been as good on the, the low downforce, high horsepower stuff. But, hey, we're, we're there. We're going to give it our, our best shot. These are lightweight cars that we've saved to do our best with at these flat um, short tracks. So we want to go out winners. You know, I saw a big tribute to Ganassi as I was headed out of my motor home to the grid on Sunday morning. Thank you guys for doing that. And then we had an incredible run with the Advent Health Chevy. It, it was there. It's just that last little bit of, you know, the, the, the setup balance, the draft, uh, you know, Chase went to my outside and won the restarts. I got him back on the next one. I mean, you just got to have everything go your way. And our pit crew put us in a good position as well. So why not? Let's just see what we get these next two weeks. Martinsville, though, there's going to be ping pong balls with all these chase playoff guys (laughs) trying to to make it to Phoenix.
3: Hey, Kurt, uh, Kyle and I have said for a number of years that uh, every race team that you've gone to and been a part of and every organization that you've made that organization better, and you did that once again at Chip Ganassi Racing, and certainly we look forward to seeing what you do uh, from this point forward, so congratulations on that. My my question is, I don't know how much you've looked at uh, the the playoff standings right now, but uh, your brother sits there in a very precarious position in that fourth spot just one point above can you kind of handicap what you expect and the the pressure that the drivers are under at a difficult racetrack like this
5: yeah i flew back with kyle um after the race and he was plus eight going in and now he's plus one but at one point he was minus 20 uh until blaney had trouble and so i'm like dude you're in the mix man you're above the line Go after it. You've got to. If you want to win a championship, you got to win out. I mean, look at what Larson's doing. He just continues to keep winning. Denny has been the cream of the crop all year. Uh, I see Chase is pretty much locked in with those thirty-four plus points, and then those guys: Bush, Blaney, Truex, Kozlowski, That's the hot mess of stuff going on, and so <laughs> I, I, I think any of those guys got got a chance. Uh, Logano is really good at at Martinsville, and so it's just going to be those guys. I'm going to try to just stay out of the shrapnel and work our way through <laughs> it delicately.
2: That's a good <laughs> but, idea, no, Kurt. It's been great. I think it's going to be flying on Sunday, no doubt about it. It's going to be a street fight for 500 laps. Uh, got a couple of phone calls for you if that's cool. James is on the line. James, you're on with Kurt Bush. Go ahead. Hey,
4: how are you doing today, Kurt? Doing great, James. All right, um, I have a couple of quick questions for you. Uh, With two races left with Chip Ganassi and NASCAR, uh, what has been your favorite memory racing for him? And have you ever hinted about racing for Chip again in the Indy 500 again someday?
5: Those are two awesome questions. I mean, uh, my favorite memory, it's not even racing related, but of course winning at Kentucky, uh, winning at Vegas, we got Atlanta for GearWrench. Uh, My favorite memory was, hey, Meet me for dinner. It's our first time in Daytona Beach together. And the Daytona 500 is in a couple days. And I'm, I'm all dressed up, ready to go. He sends me an address. It's a strip mall sushi joint behind a gas station <laughs> next to the racetrack. And I, I'm dressed with a jacket on, ready to go to dinner. And there we are, just hanging out at a sushi joint. I'm like, whoa, all right, Chip. <laughs> and then, you know, one of the reasons why I signed on to race for Chip Uh, was the chance at sports cars, uh, IndyCar, you know, his extreme SUV team. He's involved in all facets of motorsports, and so the door's still open. I still see it as an opportunity later to run, uh, but more probably on the sports car side, doing like 24 hours of Le Mans or going to different spots around the world and using uh, that that connection and that juice to, to find a good competitive car.
2: Cool. Sounds like good stuff. And that that sounds very Chip-esque for that restaurant, by the way. So (laughs) that sounds kind of like him now that you know him a little bit better. So let's grab another phone call here. Marvin, Marvin, you're on with Kurt Busch. Go ahead, bud.
5: How you doing, Kurt, my friend? Doing good. Good to talk to you. Oh, it's great to talk to you too, Kurt. Hey, I know you're poised and excited uh, and ready for 2022 to
9: get here to race for Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin. But we're heading into Martinsville, one of my favorite short tracks in all of NASCAR, and I want to know what can we expect for
5: you and that number one team this weekend. Are you going to be, uh, are you going to be that guy that's going to uh, get that victory for Chip Ganassi, or are you going to be that guy that's just going to you know lay be laid back and wait for things to unfold to get your uh, another win for Chip? No, thank you for the question. And both questions so far, are basically, what Kyle. And Dale have asked me and of course we're going <laughs> to give it our all. Uh, we were fifth and in, in the playoff race at Martinsville last year and we missed out on going to the final four by a handful of points. And so this year uh, we, you know, we, we're not championship eligible and we just we want to make sure we're in the mix and you got to do that with no damage, no fender rubs, being smart. You know, um, I think the Chevys are good to go with Larson and and chase my little brother he's got one point to the good but i can't worry about all that too much uh, we just got to pick the right lane on restarts and find the right strategy with uh pitting or not pitting at some of those split moments and then uh just at the end you got to be ready for it martinsville is, is chaos when it when now that it's the uh the cutoff race to get to the end
2: Hey, Kurt, one final one for you. Uh, Any chance that you will join your brother in Nitro Rallycross since he's going to do that after the Phoenix race this year?
5: I I got the same invite from Pastrana, and my (laughs) wife's looking at me. My wife's like, come on, we got to go to Florida. You need an (laughs) off-season. But then I'm like, sweetie... I'm like sweetie. One of the races is in Florida. It's just in northern Florida. Let's go. See? Yeah, that's
2: good. Economy and scale. You
5: can make it happen. You can make it happen. No, that's good
2: stuff, man. Uh, Hey, congratulations on the awesome season. Always love catching up with you, man. And we'll look forward to seeing you this weekend in Martinsville.
5: No, thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me on. Top five runs. We gotta we gotta finish strong. But it's always good to talk to you and reminisce about some some good stories. So thank you. There you yeah, go. Thank you, man. All All right. thank you we'll very Kurt much. See Kurt Busch
2: in Martinsville this weekend. When we come back, we'll unveil the 2021 Comcast Community Champion Award finalist That's coming up on NASCAR America Motor Mouse.
1: Do you want a beautiful lawn? time to
2: unveil the comcast community champion award finalists for 2021 always such a fun time of the year to do this here's a little more about the award and really just kind of recognizes all the philanthropic effort throughout the nascar community first started in 2015 and you see the donations that go to the organization certainly money that can go to a terrific cause and dj I think when you talk about all that goes on with all the philanthropic work in the NASCAR community, there's no one better than the guy sitting between you and I, <laughs> Kyle Petty, with Victory Junction, the Kyle Petty Charity Ride. All that this oh. man has done over the years is is incredible, but it's just emblematic of what the entire community our, that's does. Exactly. Yeah,
3: the, the, our. Fortunately, our entire sport uh, does a great job with all of that, but I'm going to go ahead and say, let's just go ahead and give 2022 <laughs> right here because there's nobody that has done more uh, over the years no. than, than Kyle Petty uh, and his family Thank you. And, and everybody that's been involved there. But I am
4: going to say this. Yes. When, when when we raised our hand and said we're going to build a camp, this is the first guy through the gate. First got through the gate That's to awesome. donate and make it happen. I love all it. Right. There's we'll a little always bit remember from, that, from camp
2: right there. And, yeah. and, and But, Kyle, I know that the, the give back of the NASCAR community has always been central to what you've done. But to yeah. see them help you at Victory Junction, Look, central when you, to what when you have done victory, there.
4: Yeah, when you come to Victory Junction, you see Jeff Gordon. You see Dale Jarrett. You see Bobby Labonte. You see all these guys. So many drivers have been there. Kevin Harvick wore, wore us out on Tuesday nights <laughs> with NASCAR <laughs> Nival nights. He and, he and Ryan Blaney. Or Ryan Newman. So, I mean, it's the NASCAR fans that have built this place. We had a family tragedy. We raised our hand and said we're going to build a camp and bring other kids and other families here, and they came. But the NASCAR community, the fans, guys like NASCAR all that call in, fans that follow this sport, that were Dale Jarrett fans – Listen, I liked when Dale drove because he drove that '88 and people make that $88 donation at camp. That's, <laughs> you know, that, like, That's pretty you, cool Kevin stuff. Kevin Harvick, they only sent four dollars a piece. Oh, but you know, I'm kidding. Man. I joke. I, I joke. Know, but I know. <laughs> but it, it is the NASCAR fans that have built this place. By the sure. way, here is a list
2: of past winners of the Comcast Community Champion Award over the years, and uh, pretty cool to see all the names that have won this award over the past couple of years, including a, a couple of drivers with yes. the efforts that they yeah. have done. Yep. Uh, Bubba Wallace among them, the Chip Ganassi pit crew department. That was a terrific story. So some yes. great stories in what people have done throughout the NASCAR community. So let's unveil the 2021 finalist. Here is the first finalist for this year.
6: In a city of, you know, almost 3 million people in our region, there's a lot of need. And so we really are trying to, to catch a broad spectrum of different groups, different uh, constituencies to make sure that we're making a difference. When I first showed up at the racetrack, it's clear that it, it needed help. When he bought this track, it was rundown. It hadn't been a lot of investment in it. I mean, the person that built it, they kind of you know ran through it and you know it, it was what it was. We went right to work. The racetrack is the cornerstone really of this community. And when it sat idle, when it was closed, it certainly was a foundational piece that was missing to this community. Curtis doesn't just think, what can this you know, do for me personally, financially, but really how can this be transformative in multiple ways for multiple people? So Raceway Gives is our foundation associated with the racetrack. It's really designed uh, for us to give back to the community. And in particularly, we're focused in on STEM for a diverse and underserved community. The goal of the
7: STEM program is to provide educational opportunities in the greater St. Louis area.
6: And we're targeting youth 8 to 18 years old. And we work with about 15 different nonprofit organizations. As part of Speed Festival here this weekend at the Worldwide Technology Raceway, we've kicked off a junior initiative where local high school students, a part of the STEM program, will build carts, they'll qualify, they'll race in
9: eliminations, and one student will raise a trophy here this weekend. I've seen them find something that they may not have ever experienced before.
8: So it's really exposing students to so many career pathways that they wouldn't have otherwise seen. It brings an element of, I think, of connection to our community uh, around racing uh, that I think this uh, this community did not have before Curtis decided to take this on.
1: Everything that's here now, I mean, in terms of all the engagement, everything else is all Curtis. Without him, there would be no program.
8: This will be, have an effect for many years to come. His business is the overall family of our community, and proving that community in a way that only he can.
1: That describes Curtis. You know, he's always thinking to multiple levels, and again, that's what it takes to really be a beacon and be a uh, leader.
6: Is really a showcase of what can be done at other tracks in the rest of the country. We're just getting started. Uh, we're 10 years into the venture of Bringing Back Racing. But with our cup date and different things that we already have in place, we see leveraging all of those to make a difference in our community. The racetrack can be the shining light on the hill and can certainly benefit the area. And that's part of who we are. It's part of our DNA to give back.
2: Pretty cool to see what Curtis Francois has done at uh, Gateway and and certainly with he and Dave Stewart and John Bommarito, they've done an awesome job. They'll have a cup race next year. Which I think that's a massive achievement. Not mm-hmm. easy for an organization, a small track, to get a cup race like yeah. that. They've done it because they're doing fantastic things like yeah, this. Yeah, I think
3: that's the biggest uh, point they need to make is their involvement in the community. That's and NASCAR it. looks at all of that. You know, what is happening around this? And they've done a terrific job as as was pointed out there. And so, uh, look forward to going there. I uh, remember watching the IndyCar race earlier this yeah. year there. And as much as they crashed, I can't imagine <laughs> what a cup race is going to be like. It
4: should be fun. <laughs> yeah. It, listen, it a impressive it's impressive what dave stewart is uh, he you know he sponsored my father's car with bubble wallace right. uh, has been a part of the sport for a number of years so not new to what racing is but what they do with those kids and and i think the the statement they made there this will have an impact for years to come it will have an impact on that community and on those kids that are able to come out there and be a part of that stem program
2: certainly very cool what they are doing here's finalist number two for 2021
9: My love for animals started when I was a little girl, like when I could walk. I just had this connection with dogs in particular and I loved animals. She always had this love of animals, always.
0: I know she's always been really into animals and helping animals speak because they don't have a voice. I think it really took a turn when we rescued our first dog and realized that there are a ton of animals in these rescues. And a lot of them, you don't know what's gonna happen to them. Are they gonna make it till next week? Are they gonna make it? Is anybody gonna adopt him?
9: I realized I had this amazing platform. I need to use it and I need to find my purpose. And I finally found that when I realized there's shelters out there that are so in need. So Shelter Surprise was an idea that I came up with, like, okay, when I'm, I'm traveling with you know, our circus, the NASCAR circuit. I go to all these different towns, small towns, big cities, you name it. All of them have something in common. They all have animals that are in need of a home or food or what have you. She just wanted to do more and more and I think that's what we all do in Rescue and we all ended up wanting to do more. I would ask online, I would ask on Twitter, hey, we're coming to Pocono this weekend, tell me some shelters that you guys think do a great job and could use a little help. I'd go to PetSmart, I'd load up the car with like three or $400 worth of stuff, and I'd go there and deliver it and say, hey, I'm giving you guys a shelter surprise. On top of that, I'd ask them to give me a tour. I wanted to see what they did and what they were doing to save animals. And I wanted to walk the dogs and get them out and put their pictures on social media to raise awareness. She saw Betty on Instagram. She's one of our dogs that was special needs. She had to have her eyes removed from head trauma. She wanted to come out here and meet her. We checked her out on Instagram, and she came out and she met Betty. And if she'll see a dog that really needs help, she'll like send a donation and she'll reach out to us. and We kind of correspond back and forth. You know, she's just a she's a great person and she's a huge advocate for the bully breeds.
0: It's been nice to see you know Jamie really kind of champion this uh, shelter surprise initiative and get behind it.
9: I would say my whole point in creating Shelter Surprise aside from giving back to those shelters and saving dogs and raising awareness is to show people out there that that rescue matters.
0: Jamie's always just had a, a soft spot for animals and you know and kids alike, you know, our our initiatives are we want to take care of people and animals who can't take care of themselves.
9: So Children's Bureau is a shelter for children. And when I learned about them and went in and met with them, I quickly realized, okay, there's something here. How do, how do I help?
0: It's, it's almost like you have to do something.
9: So we kind of came up with this idea of let's tell them we'll donate a cake every time there's a birthday. And believe it or not, there's one to three birthdays a month between their two shelters in Indianapolis alone. So every month when there's a birthday, we get an email. They tell us the favorite color for the bow favorite flavor of cake, and we present it to them. It's very small what we do, but it brings joy to their face and it makes them feel like their day is special. I just feel like I got really lucky, you know, to have a child that is putting so much good out in the world. She inspires me. Her heart is so big and I think it means everything to her. It really does. It's so little, but it goes a long way. And that's something else that I want people to realize in their community. If you want to help, just a little bit goes a long way.
8: Tonight on
2: NASCAR America Motormouse, we are unveiling the Comcast Community Champion Award finalists for 2021. We've heard from the first two finalists, Curtis Francois from Gateway, and then also our friend Jamie Little from Fox. Let's meet the third and final finalists for 2021.
7: Here at the facility, we talk about having a servant's heart that it's always bigger than yourself. You can make a difference, no matter how small the gesture. He does a wonderful job of, of leading by example. He encourages staff. He encourages creativity. He would start with a phone call. And the phone call would says, we have an idea. When you think about the things that Greg has led his team to do in the, in the community, it just meant so much.
9: Speedway Children's Charities was founded in 1982 by Bruton Smith as a result of the death of his infant son.
7: So the charity was born out of a place of pain, right? And my experience is that when you have an organization that's born out of something deep in the heart, they're very sustainable and they're very passionate. And that's been something that, that all of us at Speedway Motorsports has been passionate about is, is Speedway Children's Charities.
9: Greg has been a great advocate for Speedway Children's Charities. With this property and everything they do here, we're always on his mind as part of how can we help them too.
7: There were lots of bunts and singles, to use a baseball metaphor, of just trying to raise the money because Speedway Children's Charities is focused on the needs of children, right? And we knew that there were a lot of people, a lot of kids that were not gonna get the help they needed unless we are able to raise that money for SCC. When we went home in March, mid-March, when the world kind of came unraveled, and Marcus Smith, our CEO, actually got all the general managers on a phone call about two weeks into it and said, you guys have these amazing facilities, you're you're big parts of your community, you you need to figure out ways to get connected. And so that was, for us, kind of the, the North Star of what we needed to do. Charlotte Motor Speedway has always been a huge economic driver for Cabarrus County and Concord, but the last 19 months, it, went to, it became the heart of the community. It's been amazing since the beginning of the pandemic. In March of 2020, I started getting calls from Greg Walter about things that they wanted to do to try to help the communities. We partnered with Atrium to, to start on the first mobile testing sites in the country at a sports facility. It was one of the first places you could get tested here in Cabarrus County. And then to do the same thing with vaccinations, there were so many of our neighbors that were able to come here and get vaccinated in a really efficient way. They were cheering. They were clapping. They were hanging out of their windows wanting to shake your hand. Thank you so much for doing this. And that in itself made every moment that it took to pull off that massive event, it made every moment worth it, well worth it. The vaccination event in particular, we never did like to get credit, we just did it because it was the right thing to do. And that's where our heart was. Greg and and the Speedway were the first in line to say, "Let let us be the person to help, let us be the group to help, and they did. Greg is an incredible community leader. He's engaged, he's empathetic.
9: You'll always find Greg right on the front lines of whatever initiative we're doing. Out there digging in the dirt, sweating on his brow, planting bushes
7: it's quite an honor and a blessing to be able to call him our leader he provides us with the opportunity to shine every day and that's priceless he always respects everyone he talks to he does not just want to get it done he wants to make sure that when an event occurs it's the right way and it becomes the way it should be done going forward no matter what role you play you can make a difference it's always about somebody else. It's always about the other. And when you when you have that lens on life, you can never go wrong.
2: Congrats to everyone who has been declared a finalist for the Comcast yes, Community yeah. Champion Award. Sure. Terrific work by everyone. It's going to be hard to pick yep. a winner from yes. that group, I would say. Great but the cool part is all the nominees get $30,000 yeah. for their charity, $60,000 to the winner who, uh, who will be announced next month for their organization. So certainly some outstanding efforts. And we want to thank Comcast again for recognizing all the philanthropic efforts that go on in the NASCAR community every year. So now time to turn our attention to Martinsville next to last race of the season. And no one better to tell you what this race means to a driver than our very own Dale Earnhardt Jr.
6: We've tried to win here so many years. I've wanted to win here so bad. This place is so special to me. Checkered flag and his first right to win. Dale Hart Jr. takes it over Jeff Gordon. I got, I wanted that grandfather clock ever since I was a little boy, and I got it today. My team, we all came together. I couldn't be prouder. We're gonna drink a lot of beer tonight. That's what's gonna happen set the clock to celebration. Dale Earnhardt Jr. wins at Martinsville.
2: I remember standing on that stage when that moment was <laughs> happening and the stage literally bouncing up and down. I mean, I you know, we talked about how the beginning of this round, the Texas race was so critical, the first win in the round of eight. But this one, I don't know what it is. It just feels more significant for some reason. You think about the Jeff Gordon win here where he's like, we're going to Homestead. You know, the Joey Logano win when he moves Martin Truex Jr. out of the way. This one just feels big.
3: It, it yes. is. I mean, for a lot of reasons. And, and that trophy that he's talking about is a big part of that. I mean, th- there's nothing else like it. I mean, you know, the the Daytona 500 trophies are great. The The... Brickyard 400 uh, is significantly different than anything else that you get. And you could go to a lot of these, but the one that you remember the most and that people yeah. talk about the most is getting one of those clocks. And yeah. you can see exactly. Now, that wasn't the only time that he was going to go
4: drink a lot of beer. <laughs> yeah, true, true but that, it, true it just made for true a good that, reason for this time. Here's the deal. It comes to Martinsville because this is the last chance if you want to go dance. Sure. Okay, that's it. I mean, and there's only eight guys that have that opportunity. And that's why there's so much pressure, let alone... You throw in the the history of the place, you throw in the grandfather clock, you throw in a couple of kegs of beer, yeah, you got (laughs) to party, okay? But it's the last chance if you want to go to Phoenix and dance. And And you can't have
3: too many because... Kyle's dad yeah, kept winning. What do yeah. he win, 15 them know, or something yeah, like that? Yeah, that's true. They Where just are
4: chime. those clocks, by the way? They're, They're in his they... house, and they all chime at different times, which is really <laughs> exciting, really exciting.
2: <laughs> Whatever. Um, I want to go through all the playoff drivers that are left, if that's cool. And sure. uh, we'll start with a guy who feels no pressure this weekend, Kyle Larson. I have a very unpopular, I feel, opinion about Kyle Larson because he's won three in a row. Everybody's like, he's the guy everybody's got to beat. I think he is not the guy to beat for the championship. you agree or disagree I think Ooh. when it comes down to 750 racetracks mm. tracks like Phoenix they have not been they've been a top five car maybe they have not been a winning race car this year
3: haven't been uh, haven't been that hasn't been their best scenario I'll give you that uh, I, I still put him as the favorite yeah uh, I, okay. I think if you know going there uh, you're going to have to show me that you can beat him in the biggest moment
4: yeah he, and, and I agree with Dale because this is what they have that nobody else has: nine wins, nine Correct. wins, and tons of confidence. Tons of confidence, and that account that counts for something. When you go to that last race, and that's this is for everything. I I, I think that's that's tough to overcome. They they they're still my favorite. Chase Elliott
2: plus thirty four. comfortable. Like how would you gauge their weekend going into Martinsville? Yeah, comfortable.
4: I think comfortable. I, I think I think they have a good solid first stage at Martinsville. Yeah. They go race, then. Just go race, man. Just have a good first stage. Get you six points. Get you five points. Get you ten points if you can. That's my phone thing right there. But <laughs> anyhow, okay. and, and just go race. You know, that. that's, for me, they're comfortable.
3: Yeah, and I think, I was going to say stage one and two. If they did that, yep. then that's going to determine the final stage for them and and what they need to do. And they're a good enough team to understand that. I think you see them be really aggressive, see him be really aggressive in these first two to gather as many points as he possibly can. And then that could possibly free them up. I don't know that they can lock themselves in. It would be determined
2: by other people's uh, what they do.
4: And they start on the front row. Yeah, correct. So
2: I would love to throw Denny Hamlin in the category at plus 32, but his eight speeding penalties DJ at (laughs) Martinsville worry me a little bit that something might happen at the wrong time. You know, they they very well could,
3: but but I think that Denny Hamlin uh, is a more mature driver now, and I think that he will look at all of that and understand just how much that could impact his opportunity to go win a championship at Phoenix uh, next week. And, And so I think that he will mind his p's and q's. You know, I said on our call that we do today that, but as a competitor and a driver, it's so easy to get caught there because the speed limit the pit road speed is so low, and if you see, if you're going around, and you see someone pulling out of their pits, and you think there's a chance they might nose ahead yeah. of you, it's so easy just to tap that gas, and all it takes mm. is a tenth of a mile yeah, an hour, exactly. and you're all of a sudden, you're in the back of the pack. So I think Denny's gonna mind his PCQ, once again, somebody that's going to go hard at these first two stages to try to lock
4: himself yeah, in there. And, and listen, yeah, back to the pit road thing. That pit road is three-quarters of the racetrack. <laughs> you, know, you go, go in and four and come road. out in one. Yeah, it's right. a long – so there's tons of opportunity. Denny needs to, to set that dial just a little bit lower and say, okay, I'm good. I'm, go- I'm golden. If I give up two positions, it's just two positions. 'Cause
6: it's he's good not, enough to
2: pass. He's
4: good enough to pass. Yep. He knows how to work that place. He's a great driver there.
2: Wanna work in the rest of the guys. Kyle Bush plus one. You feel good? I've never, never felt Martinsville is a great
4: track for Kyle Bush, but it's not a bad track for him. <laughs> you know, I look at this year and nothing has been great for Kyle Bush and he's still one point above the line. That's okay? a great point. So so we go to Martinsville. There is no I, I think he's my wild card. He's the wild card that can go there and lap the field three times, yeah, or go there and get lapped 16 times, you know what I mean, and scream on the radio all day long. I have no feel for Kyle Busch. Yeah, I think he should
3: wear his T-shirt that he had a few years ago that everything <laughs> is great, and
4: that would put him in a good
2: mood. He should yes. have that yes. on under yeah. his candy uniform yeah. that I know Eminem is yep. going to have for Halloween. Yeah. The wild card for me is Ryan Blaney. I, I ah. think Blaney could go out and win this race and surprise some people. He has been terrific at Martinsville the last few years. I I agree. I think that he could. But he seems to be that guy that everybody wants to bounce around all
3: the time. And he's got to keep (laughs) himself out of those positions. He runs so well, but just stay out of that.
2: If he can have a clean race, it could be a win for him. Let's go to Martin Truex Jr. Kyle, your thoughts on him? Everybody wants to say he's the favorite. Yeah. Going into the race, is he really?
4: (laughs) (laughs) No, no. He's He's not. not. He's not my favorite. Listen, listen. He started the year strong. I said it on Wednesday night. He started the year strong. When we got to Watkins Glen this year, he said, we're starting our championship playoffs right now. <laughs> Have they started? <laughs> I, I haven't seen him. I haven't seen him show up. You know what I mean? And he continues to put himself in bad situations. We go back to the Roval. He gets spun by my man over there going into the chicane. We yep. go back to Texas. I mean, I, no. he Snowballs chance. Wow, really? Yeah. For me, I, for I, I me I'm Truex sorry. I think going to have sorry. the speed. I, yeah. He was so I'm fast sorry.
2: at Richmond. That's what I go back to. Brad Keselowski, boy, they've just hung around <laughs> the rim, DJ. They've, they've been there. All right. The yeah. magician lost his hat somewhere yeah. in his wand Whoa, somewhere okay. along the way. Yes. <laughs> Even though he's still...
3: Yeah. <laughs> Kyle yeah. was talking about that the week before Kansas at Texas, he has this great run and has a great finish and literally barely picks up any point. I think he picked up yep. one point. Maybe. Right, yeah. And yeah. then yeah. he's got a day at... Kansas to where he runs into people, people run into him, they have problems, and he ends up gaining a lot yeah. of points yeah. towards that. So, yeah. I, I don't know. I have no idea what to expect. Yeah. He is capable. I'm just That's not true. sure that they, as a, That's team, a driver, Yeah,
4: as a driver, he's definitely
2: capable. What about your guy, Joey Logano? I mean, you kind of seem to write him off earlier. You don't think that they can
4: come out and no. win this race? No. Listen, and, and and yeah, Brad, take Brad's it. been hanging around the top of the toilet bowl rim. He's it's <laughs> time to be flushed now. Okay, I don't know why somebody's not flushed it before now. But, oh, but I look at these Fords, okay, and mm-hmm. I, I'm going to put I'm going to put Ryan in this. And you talk about people ban- bouncing off Ryan. There's blood in the water. People know these Fords or those three guys. Yeah. The Penske team is not what it was last year. Not what it was the year before. They know when they get there, they can take advantage, and they don't wait. They just go ahead, bounce off of you, take advantage, and move past. And I, I'm listen, I'm pulling for Joey Logano. You guys know I, yeah, I pull yeah. for him and, and, and a, a number of guys. But I just don't believe, again, he's got to go through those seven guys that you mentioned before, and that's a tough road.
2: All right, I'll ask you again on Sunday in the pre-race show, but give me your championship four. DJ, we'll start with you. Who's going to make it in and who's not going to make it in? to Phoenix. Okay. Well, um, obviously Kyle Larson is there and I think the the nine
3: uh, of Chase Elliott and Denny Hamlin are pretty much locked and I'm embarrassed for my next one because uh, by Kyle, he <laughs> doesn't have a snowball <laughs> chance in hell. Of, of I, I just there's something telling me, uh, and I, I like thought all I like it, that, pick. that that Martin Truex Jr. he loves this racetrack, and, and yep. you know since he won that first short track race when we said forever that he had never won one, but when he did that, and Martinsville has kind of been his playground, I don't know if they can put it all together because there is a lot there. Yep. It was just something that I thought was different, and I'm going to go that way. So.
2: I like that pick actually. Despite what Kyle says, yep. who's your champion? Okay, so I'm going to go.
4: I'm going to go with with his three. The, the yep. um, and, you know, obviously the big three. If we're going to call them that. And my fourth one is it's over, we're done, we're through, I can't drive this thing, it pushes, it plows. <laughs> Kyle Busch, <laughs> Kyle Busch, it stays the same. It's not going to change. These, these
2: are our four right if, here. If I recall correctly, you had Kyle Busch not making it in this round. Now yeah, you have more in the I've championship got, now got four. Him now,
4: listen. <laughs> that's a sure curse, yes.
2: everyone. No, he's a sure going all way. I have Blaney. I have the same three, yeah. but I have Laney yeah. yeah, as my that's four. Good. So yeah, good. We have, yeah, that's good, yeah, that's good. That wouldn't be bad. That's it's
3: going to be really, really interesting. But, you know, back to Joey Logano, just a second. If there is a guy in all of that that is willing to push and yep. shove and do whatever he needs to do, the competitor in that man, it's not that the rest of them aren't great competitors, but Joey Logano is willing to do whatever it takes to win this race on Sunday.
4: And that's my argument against Martin Truex. It's not in his DNA to do whatever it takes to win this thing. It's and just that not. That is a terrific and that, point. That, that, that's, mm, that's, yep. my, that's my argument against him. Yep. If, it, if it comes down to, to push, to shove, to win, sorry. He's not my guy. How many guy?
2: times has Dale Jr. sat in the booth and said, he's got to be more aggressive? He's got to be more aggressive. Right. right. That's and it. That's a, yep. that's a really good point. Yep. So, uh, DJ, did you know, I know NASCAR spilled yep. the beans you know? earlier. Kyle wrote a book. He's yes, writing a book. How about that, everyone? Email yes, that. wrote a book. That's boat. why I didn't really We're react. Yes. Oh, there we go. All right. Go.
4: Tell us yep. about, first of all, why, why is the title this title? Listen, I wrote it. I did not write the title. <laughs> okay. No, 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 we did. So, you know, I, I think what it's about, it is, you constantly have to change, you constantly have to evolve. And it's about my life, evolving, What a, you know, starting, working for my dad, doing, driving, mm. owner, not owner, doing all this stuff. It's about Adam, it's about my uncle mm. Randy, who, mm. who passed yeah. away in the sport, my right. mom a little bit. It's just stories and stuff like that, and how camp came about, how the ride came about. It's more about that, and an encompass races, and it's about the sport of, of, of NASCAR what are we gonna do to survive in the next ten years Hmm. what are we gonna do And listen, if you watch this, you know I got opinions, so there's opinions <laughs> in the book. And it was a lot of fun. During the pandemic, it was a lot of fun to write.
2: I have encouraged uh-huh. you for years to write a book. Yep. I yeah. cannot wait to yep. see some of the content that's in this book. Yeah. You know, is it is it difficult to tell some of those stories? Oh, like, yeah. And, and how and long it's, does it's the
4: process take? Long. Two, it, it's taken a year and a half, two years. Wow. Because you you, wow. you write, and then you want to self-edit. But if you're honest with yourself, and you want to be honest with other people, you got to put it on a page. You know what I mean? And you got to put it out there... Um, and some of it I didn't want to tell, you know mm. what I mean? But after you tell it, it's like, okay, this is, this is what it is. Cathartic yeah, in some yeah, ways. Um, ways. Yeah. This, right. is going back,
3: this is going to be a must-have. Oh yeah, Are you kidding racer, me. I mean, I mean, if you're not a race I yeah. mean, the story that
2: this man can tell is yeah. just going to be unbelievable. He never he doesn't have a fun. story.
4: Always oh, uh, sure. got a story. Got a story. Right, about tell about us stuff. how we can find it. That's the main. It's thing. on a- Amazon and uh, Barnes and Noble right now. You can pre-order. Pre-order. There. Pre-order there in time for Christmas. I understand. Not the Christmas this year. Christmas 2022. Oh, there you go. That's my gift to you, people. Enjoy the this races,
2: everyone. We'll see you back here on Monday with Motor Mounts.